Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The all-electric Kia EV9, Kia's largest electric seven-seat SUV. Kia, major partner of the Australian Open. Toolmark, the complete tool centre, serving WA for over 40 years. This is Sports Day. Don't change the Don't change Yes, uh, great to have your company. Thanks for joining us, Sports Day WA. You can hear it every Monday to Thursday between 5 and 6 right here on SENWA and I look forward to your company and of course as I mentioned you can take part any time whatsoever. Uh, now for Nutrien Ag Solutions going further for Australian farmers and hello to all the farmers that may be out there in regional Western Australia. If you are listening, love to hear from you. We'll give you a shout out. Uh, 0487 736 736. Always good to uh, have a bit of a handle on where our listeners are. You might be out there on farms or regional parts of Western Australia. Give us a text and they'll give you a shout out. 0487 736 736. As I mentioned, Liam Duggan, who's taken over with Oscar Allen, the co-captaincy of the West Coast Eagles in 2024, spoke today and it was interesting to see uh, how he addressed the pre-season so far. Yeah, I'd say we're, we're probably a little bit more... Uh, into match simulation style a little bit earlier than what we have been in the past. It's not not massive differences, but we probably feel a little bit more football ready um, than what we what we have prior. And I think the health of the list as well is a, is a big, um, I suppose, part of that with, with the numbers on the track. And 38 yesterday is, is a way that you can actually train match simulation and you're not having to, to run around the oval and, and do laps. So that, that's part of the... The overall battle really is to, to keep numbers on the park so you can actually train the way that you want to play in the season. Yeah, it, it's huge. Obviously, there's been a shift in the list and um, you know, you, you'll be able to sense it today. The energy is, is high. It's probably higher than it has been in previous years and that may be because we have lost some experience and some older players, but uh, that, that just makes Jeremy McGovern, Barras down back, Yowie out there, Jamie Cripps up forward, just Jack Darling. It, it, they're all so valuable to us now because we've got such a really young group and um, you just can't buy experience. So those boys around has been a massive help, especially for Oscar and I as, as younger captains. Um, we've been able to lean on those boys a lot and, and they've helped us carry the load. So Liam Duggan, the co-captain uh, with Oscar Allen uh, for the West Coast Eagles in 2024. We wish him and also Oscar the best of luck for the campaign. It's going to be a tough one for the West Coast Eagles. There's no question about that. Norman Cowell says, Happy New Year, Pete. Good on you, Norm. Thanks for listening in. I believe that the West Coast Eagles will finish around 13th or 14th position. Not the wooden spoon. All depends on injuries, though. Well, as was mentioned there by Liam Duggan, 
they've lost a bit of experience, and you can't buy experience. A lot of young players coming into the squad, and I reckon they may just bottom out again to a certain degree. But as I said, how many games they get into the young players this season will be so important as they try and build over the next two or three years. We did say last year, didn't we, when the West Coast Eagles were getting smashed uh, in every second game or certainly regularly, that it may take a few years for them to rebound. And I reckon 2024 will be the first year. They've called it rebuild, but I'm saying to rebound to where they were and where we expect them to be. And they will cop some interesting results during the course of 2024. But I think in the end, all the West Coast Eagles supporters and the broadcasters broadcasters will know that, you know, there is a a pretty young crop out there trying to turn things around. And as long as they give plenty of effort with a capital E, I think everybody would be pretty satisfied. Well, the tennis was intriguing. I don't know how many of you have been to the Australian Open at Melbourne Park, but it's a, a terrific event. And, of course, this year they changed it somewhat where before you could only come into the auditorium if you're outside, maybe getting a drink or a pie or whatever, at the change of ends. But now you're allowed to come into the stadium while play was underway. Now, Craig Tyler, the CEO of the Australian Open, who said today this is the best Australian Open that we've had in his time, and he's been there for a number of years, is that players need to tolerate some noise now while playing. I, uh, yeah, I, I, I love the comment on quiet, please, because uh, it, it's synonymous with tennis, but it's not synonymous with fan enjoyment. Um, and, uh, you know, we, we did trial something else this year that was more free of movement in and out of the stadium. We got great feedback from the fans. The players didn't like it as much at the beginning of the event, but by the time we got to the end of the event, no one even noticed it. And it's like everything was changed is that you've just got to go on the journey of change and you've got to accept the fact that at the beginning of it, there's going to be some difficulty, but once it gets to be accepted, it becomes a new norm. I think there's going to be events in tennis around the world that are going to look now to the Australian Open and say, you've set the standard for us and that we'll give it a go as well. And we're really having some comments from the U- events in the US that are going to trial the same thing. And, and at least they can reference that it worked at the Australian Open. And you don't always want to trial it at the biggest event uh, in the world in the Grand Slam, but we thought one way to accelerate some of that change was for us just to do it. It's interesting what he does say. Uh, we know at Wimbledon it's very conservative. You can't say boo. Literally, you can't even open maybe the wrapper to a chocolate when uh, the players are ready to serve. You've got to be certainly quiet. Roland Garros, the French Open, there's a bit more noise, probably not too dissimilar to what we experienced at the Australian Open this year. But I've had the privilege of being to a couple of US Opens in New York, and it is. It's like a football crowd there. They make some noise. So the players are used to it to a certain degree, but when they go to the US Open at Flushing Meadow and they're in Arthur Ashe Stadium, which holds 23,000 people, not everybody is quiet, let me tell you. So they're used to the ambience when they go to New York, and I gather what Craig Tiley's trying to do is move it from not being a Wimbledon at the Australian Open, but move it more towards the US Open, where there is spectator noise, and the uh, the players just need to grin and bear it, but they play through it. Uh, just on the temper of bedshed text machine, again, Lisa's on the text machine. Peter, absolute tish. No way the Eagles will be on the bottom of the ladder this season. They will win between 10 and 12 games. Gee, Lise. Say that uh, again. 
between 10 and 12 games, Lisa reckons they win. Liam and Oscar, both well-grounded young men and leaders and will make great co-captains. So, as I said, all the so-called experts, and we're only in January, so there's plenty of water to go under the bridge between now and the start of the season in March, is if the Eagles don't finish bottom, who finishes bottom then? Lease and others listening in. We've got a couple of minutes left, so drop it on the temperate bedshed text machine now. 0487-736-736. So if Eagles don't occupy 18th position, even though they've lost a lot of games in experience, who will occupy 18th position in your eyes? Love to hear from you on the temper at bedshed text machine. And just finally, uh, in our sports update for Nutrient Ag Solutions, going further for Australian farmers, a lot has been said about the batting lineup for the Australian cricket team. They got, as I mentioned to Rod Hogg a bit earlier in the program, two tests to be played in New Zealand, and Marnus Labuschagne has been one player that has been questioned after what has been a very poor season, or poor summer by his standards, at test level. This is what Andrew McDonald said on Marnus Labuschagne. I think the positive within that would be that the law of averages suggests that he's due for a couple of bumper test matches in series. So we've got full trust and faith in the way that he goes about his preparation, uh, the way he goes about his innings. So um, he's been undone by you know, certain plans at times. So there's no doubt he'll be looking into that as he normally does. He'll get busy, he'll get back to work. And um, we've got full confidence in his ability to rebound. And he's, he's a quality player and you don't average 50 in test cricket. But there's no doubt that you're going to go through some lulls uh, of form, uh, if you want to call it that. Um, yeah, but we expect him to bounce back. There's no doubt about that. Okay, so uh, good luck to Marnus Labuschagne. We've seen what a good player he is. He's just going through a run of outs at the moment. And interesting, uh, we one of the big stories last year was the demise of the Wallabies at the Rugby World Cup. And it appears that rugby's got some more issues here in Australia. Rugby Australia now is working with the debt-ridden Melbourne Rebels to ensure they fill the team in this year's Super Rugby Pacific competition. But there's often no guarantees beyond that. Now, Melbourne formally entered voluntary administration last night. That's right. With the season set to get underway in less than a month. And the national governing body said it remains committed to rugby in Victoria, but offered no clues on how that may look. So rugby, again, is hitting more hurdles at this stage after what transpired with the Wallabies at the Rugby World Cup where they failed to get out of the group stage for the first time ever. All right, that's the program. Hope you enjoyed it. Uh, certainly Rodney Hogg was nice and entertaining. It was good of him to come on, even though he's been smacked from pillar to post for his bold prediction and his comments about the West Indies prior to that uh, second test at the Gabba. Good to speak to Rod Hogg. Good to speak to Josh Rawlings, the young glory star who's back to help the glory cause after spending 18 months in Holland. He's out here on loan. Thanks, Connor. Thanks, Jimmy, for your time. We might do a bit on the NFL. I might speak to Ben Graham tomorrow here on Sports Day WA. I'm looking forward to that, plus a few more surprises as well. Have a good night. See you tomorrow from 5.